a Pulp MX Network production. With your support of our sponsors, we have reached over 800 podcasts and counting. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out. Donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, support your moto addiction by buying from our sponsors. It's the Steve Mathis Show on RacerX.com. Presented by Fox Racing. The original moto podcast. Featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to the Motorcycle Superstore Racer X podcast. This is the Unadilla wrap-up. Thanks for listening, everybody. Really appreciate it. And, uh, hey, if you need some stuff uh, uh, for your bike or body or whatever, MotorcycleSuperstore.com has got everything you need to get out and ride. Check out their website, over 700 trusted brands. If you go there and buy something and type in PB-Pulp16, you save money. PB, like peanut butter or pulp bro. Dash Pulp 16. You save money from talking about going riding, bench racing for the latest company ride, or to the latest parts and gear. They got it. And uh, hey, with us on the line, uh, first up from the MotorcycleSuperstore.com Suzuki team, Top Jimmy Albertson. What's up, Jimmy? Not too much. Do you watch an Olympic bike the rest of the world? Do you um do you use the code if you need some things at Motorcycle Superstore? Do you? Well, I was I was thinking that since I'm on the show, we should do. A special code when I'm when I'm a guest on it mm-hmm. called PB and J. PB and J. Oh yeah, I like that. That'll work. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you know. Like I said, if you need anything, just use that code at Superstore.com. I don't. I doubt you know anybody from Superstore.com. So. No. Hopefully, I hopefully you can get me a deal. That'd be great. Or give me just a connection over there. Yeah, I'll get you a hookup. Don't worry, buddy. Uh, <laughs> top Jimmy Albertson going. Uh, let me look here. Hold on. Fifteen uh, fifteen. This weekend at, uh, no, wait, yeah, fifteen fifteen for you at, uh, at Dilla. So um, that's good. Good job from you, and we'll talk a little bit about this track and everything else. Uh, also on the line with me out in the middle of Ohio, visiting the in-laws, he's the uh, edit- online editor of RacerX Online, and uh, he is Jason Wygant. What's up, Weech? Yeah. Yeah. We had no word of the day this week. We forgot. No. We had, what, three weeks off since yeah. we had a race. I think we forgot that. Oh, we have a race coming up. I know, I know. Yeah. People were upset. People really listen for it. They really look forward to it, you know? Oh, I had tons of people in the pits asking what it was. Yeah. Very knowledgeable fans out there. Yeah. yeah. So, Jimmy, we need a word that we can squeeze into the broadcast. You got any ideas? Oh, man, that's brutal. Some of them have been gnarly this year. What What do you think has been the worst one so far? Uh, We had a... Um now it wasn't Salisbury Steak, but it was. Uh, wasn't Sal- what did I say? It was at Muddy Creek. I said that the track was beef stroganoff. That's what it was. Beef stroganoff. Oh yeah, that was a tough one. Yeah, that yeah. was the only one where my producer Chris Bond sent me an email and said, "Was beef stroganoff your word of the day?" That was the only one that was so not smooth <laughs> that it immediately struck stuck, uh, stuck out to him. Yeah. Um, all right, you got an hour. Yeah. For the word, think about uh, it. Twelve um, hour to think about it. All right, so Unadilla, round 10, 12. This thing's getting uh, near the end. Our two points leaders put in even, put even more points onto their lead. Both of them should clinch at Bud's Creek, but 
Uh, also, too, we want to wish Jesse Nelson well. It sounds like a pretty serious crash, but it sounds like he may be okay. I don't know for sure if it's just stuff I hear her on social media, but um, Jesse's one of the best guys out there for sure and went down hard in the, late in the second moto. So um, I think he's doing all right. Do we know anything, either one of you guys? I'd heard a lot um, on uh, Saturday night, but, uh, you know, it seemed a little more hopeful from what the, the uh, Instagram he put out this afternoon. So yeah. hoping that this uh, turns out okay for him. I mean, this is – that was devastating. I don't know, Jimmy, what your situation was, but George and I – Hope this is okay. We're texting back and forth all night Saturday night, pretty much saying like, "I'm just wigged out and freaked out for the guy." So it's a big deal. Yeah, we were. Yeah. It was. You know, the team had a good day, and and Georgia said she had a good day announcing everything, but it didn't even matter. Everyone was just kind of in a bit of a sour mood afterward, just because, like, the initial you know talks about what happened and going to the hospital were like really, really not good, and then. Now, like we just saying, stuff looks like it's pretty it's hopeful, but you don't want to say anything because you don't know until you know until it comes straight from them. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of a lot like what happened with Trey in Los Angeles um, when he broke his back. He lost, had some feeling loss and stuff like that. And it's like you just don't know. I mean, it's, you feel for the guy because I know firsthand looking at and seeing how scared he was it's just like i don't know it's it's brutal it's hard to talk about but i guess on a like a more positive note like that was pretty awesome to see what cody williams did um stopping while he was on the track to, to lift the bike off of him and then just did anybody else see that video no i didn't i heard about it but i didn't see it yeah and he just he dropped his bike and like literally just like quickly flipped the bike off him then hopped back on his bike and took back off because i mean it was like pipe side down yeah, like yeah. It was probably burning them right oh geez well nice but. job um jimmy talking about the race a little bit uh it was a brutal track man it was uh ruddy soft in the morning from the rains and uh then ruddy after practice and man there was, some of those inside ruts were so deep and uh hey you had a nice day though like we said 15 15 um gnarly track though huh yeah it was um unadilla like i probably one of my worst tracks just because i'm i'm not very good in like really rutted out straightaways like that and this year was like especially bad mm -hmm. so i was pretty stoked to get go 15 15 there but like i think the reason why the track got so bad was because that restart in the first 250 moto caused it to be at a pretty big time like they were on, it seemed like they were just playing catch up the rest of the day so I don't think there was time to really prep the track or do anything and I I was just trying to get rested up for the second moto you don't really pay attention if anybody prepped or anything but when I went out for the parade lap for the second 250 moto I was mm -hmm. like they haven't touched a thing like they did not prep one part of the track other than the, <laughs> the, just the first turn yeah first turn right. I mean even even going into the second turn for the for the second moto was like you had to pick a line like on top of that like you're covered in roost you can't see anything like it was it was definitely the gnarliest unidilla i've ever ridden yeah i've heard that from a few guys definitely michelle told me it was unsafe he said he thought there should have been some grooming done he was uh he was like yeah it's it's, it's unsafe so um, I don't, I don't see, I don't think it was unsafe. No, like, I'm just saying that that's how far guys are, you know, some guys did think that. Yeah. You know, 
honestly, though, when it when it gets rough and, and when it gets straight away ruts on the straights like that, and it gets that rough and deep, it, it's almost to me more safe because the speeds are so much lower. Yep. Yep. Um, but yeah, this is why these track discussions will never be solved because there there you go. There's yeah. two riders with yeah. two completely different opinions on the same thing, and every fan also saying, "I want every track to be ungroomed and rough, and also safer." So good luck getting everyone to match their opinions on that. Good luck. I think the I think the older you get, the more you don't like hanging it out when it's wide open and 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 smooth, because everybody just it just turns into like a scrub contest and a and a you know just hang it out on the edge. Where on a track like that, it's more like line choice and not stuffing the ruts and being smooth, and you can kind of slow down. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, my opinion on it anyways, but that doesn't really mean anything, does it? <laughs> oh, sure, yeah, why not, Jimmy? Um, you you yeah, raped it. I think that's good. That was great stuff. Let's, uh, was, that your best, was that your best uh, total points for the year? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, it, it's getting. It's been getting better and better every round since about since Red Bud. I've really started feeling a lot better on the bike and physically feeling better. Like, I mean, it's, it's just getting to where now where my, my leg's starting to feel normal again. Um, from compound fracture at last year, that was a that was a lot worse than I thought it was going to be. There for a while, I was just kind of giving up hope on it, but I'm starting to feel like pretty normal again. And working with Robbie's been Raynard's been just incredible, and having Fortner and Benny Bloss to ride with, and everybody down here, it's been it's been helping me out a ton. So it makes me excited to go to the track every weekend. It's crazy between the two red flags uh, that Nelson's injury caused the second moto to be called early. Between the uh, two red flags and then the BTO truck burning down on Friday night, um, yeah, that was crazy. Uh, um, we j- you, you knew Kyle was there and got the whole thing on video. Yeah, that was uh, one of the. Uh, yeah, I would say because of that, because of Friday night and Saturday night, those two things, and we don't know how the Nelson thing's actually going to turn out, but for sure it was a. a scary emotional Saturday night because of that and then the Friday night was yeah I can't think of a weekend that had that kind of drama uh, bookend wise the motos weren't even that exciting it had nothing to do with that I yeah. mean Friday night I happened to be at the same um, hotel and uh, restaurant where the BTO guys were so we saw Benny Bloss go through like all the stages like <laughs> denial guilt just being crushed and then maybe being a little enthusiastic and like oh there's a chance they're going to pull the bikes out and it's not in flames, and then a picture would come with it in flames. No, just crushed. Um, he, Benny, he, he, as you know, yeah, Jimmy, Benny's um, on a roll. He wants to race. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. Shorty, yeah. but Shorty was all right. You said Weege with. Oh, Shorty was grinning ear to ear, and he said, "Man, I might just be able to get myself a, a glass of wine right now." He's like, "I haven't been even riding moto at all. This is great. <laughs> I can't wait to not race." <laughs> uh, yeah, Benny comes over to my truck in the morning. He's like, "Hey." Um, those gel packs I brought you, I'm going to need to take one of them. I'm like, why? He's like, because uh, mine burned down in the fire. <laughs> oh, it's great. Um, it's nuts. It was crazy that, uh, that that happened and everybody pitched in together, the TLD guys, Husky guys, and, and got their bikes. They, they told me it was exactly the same as the race bikes. They had all the parts, they, everything they needed. So, uh, Ian Harrison told me, I was surprised. He said that you know what helped him a lot was that only Shorty's bike really got it bad. And Brayton's bike and Benny's bike weren't that bad. But Ian Harrison said from Red Bull KTM that they are capable. They could have built three bikes completely from scratch uh, with the parts they have, which shocked me. 
I mean, Steve, you know more about the inner workings of these teams than, than I do, but there's not a lot of three-rider teams out there in the first place. No. Three from scratch. Yeah, you just have you have forever many riders they have, and they have Dungy, Muskan, and Dean. Yeah. You have a spare everything for everybody, you know? So. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, that was nuts. And then that storm, maybe half hour after the last race. Jimmy, did you get caught in that, or did you get out of there? That's what I, when you guys were mentioning the crazy stuff, like we were driving back, we had to go, we flew out of Albany and it took us, how long did it take us? It took us, it took us like three hours to get back to Albany. Um, we had to, at one point, Georgia look, looks over at me and she goes, man, what if a tree falls down and not, but like a half mile later, there was a tree down that had fallen down and hit a car and it was stuck on the side of the road. <laughs> I, I was at the, I was at the Yost truck and I got, I felt a few drops of rain. I'm like, okay, I got to get into the press tent. And I'm not kidding you. 20 seconds later, it was coming down like no other. And again, I'm not kidding you. It was blowing so hard. I could barely open my eyes to see which, like to see the tent that I was going. It was it was so gnarly. It was the gnarliest rain as fast as I think I've ever seen. And lightning and thunder and just like, yeah, it was insane. Yeah, Kenny Rock yeah, in there in the press conference. Brutal. You were in there for that, Steve. It was great. He starts talking, and you just see this complete look of panic on Rock's face. And then he just says, I, and I'm also, I wrote good today. Everything was good, and I'm so scared right now. <laughs> and then he pretty much ran away. <laughs> and everyone there yelling, get out, get out yeah. from the tent. I'm like, yeah. all right, you don't got to tell me. I'm out of here. Later. Yeah. yeah. And, and then our, our guy knew Kyle, who had already done the all-nighter shooting. So he's got to pack up. He's got to, like, disassemble. You can't just run out in the rain with, like, your camera. Right. Like, he's like, I got to get this in a bag. And they're screaming at him, like, you have to get out of this tent now. And he's like, I can't. They're like, you have to. At the tent, the sides are being blown off. That was That's a good point, Jimmy. I forgot. Yeah, that storm was something else. Imagine if that had happened. What, how far after the race was that, probably? Dude, 30 that minutes? Hour? Yeah. Yeah, because I had only gotten four interviews, and I kind of walked back. I walked back with a lap to go, you know, and yeah. I'm like, holy crap. Like, it was so bad. I seriously, I, was, I couldn't see. I couldn't even see my way to the press. It was blowing my face. Um, so between, yeah. between the red flags and the storm and the BTO fire, I don't know, man. It was this was, was a weekend. It was a weekend. Yeah. When you're when you're a rider, you're like, oh, you know, just let it rain, whatever. We'll race in the mud. You're kind of content with it. But when you know when you have a team as well, you're like, please don't rain. You know how much more in spare parts that's going to cost mm-hmm. and engines and everything <laughs> like that. Oh. Oh, and if, for it to hold off, I was so stoked. If that rain fell in 450 motor, they would have called it because of the thunder and lightning. It would have just red flag. We would have had a third red flag. Um, yeah. There's no way mm-hmm. you were racing through that, you know? Um, yeah, I think they were just, they felt bad because we rode like 42 or 43 minutes in the first moto. They were like, oh, we'll cut these guys short because they've already put the time in the first moto. Yeah. Did did, uh, did Greg get caught in the in the rain? Please tell me he did. That would be awesome. No, I don't think he did. Oh, I mean, I think it. It, was, it was pretty bad. We had the truck all torn down and all the bikes were in it before the rain even hit. I guess the KTM guys had their tent off, but their frame was still up when the rain hit. So they had a bunch of toolboxes oh. out and everything. So, Yeah, they told me that every other team that was near them, like Honda, I think Pro Circuit, all ran over to uh, help them break down mm-hmm. uh, more quickly. So, you know, they spend the night helping BTO rebuild, and the other teams are going over saving them. It was quite a weekend yeah no it was, it was nuts so anyways all right let's talk a little bit about the race um Michelle was telling me about Kenny Roxon a few other people were telling me about Kenny Roxon and you know he keeps his momentum up really well he stands up everywhere and with these ruts and with that kind of track 
I mean, it totally favors Kenny's style, I think, and it was it was an, it was a kind of a cakewalk for him. Uh, Weege out there, he uh, he was on another level. There was nobody going to touch him. It's so weird his pattern now, and this goes all the way back to Muddy Creek, which feels like months ago, and actually, I guess almost literally is two months ago. Every other weekend, Tomac gets a hook in him or even wins, and then the next week, Roxon just absolutely blows minds, and then you start comparing him not to anyone else on the track now, then you're like, is this as good as Carmichael or Stu? Is this, like, as good as anyone's ever ridden? Like, and then the next week, he gets challenged again, and then mm-hmm. the next week, he... This is crazy. I mean, not, we're right back where we were at Millville. This is unbelievable. He had yeah. a 17-second lead, I think, by the beginning of lap three of Motor. Yeah, yes, 30... And good guys got good starts. Yeah, after Marvin fell, it was 36 seconds or something. Yeah. Um, and don't you agree, though, Jimmy, with Kenny's riding style, momentum, and standing up? That's exactly this kind of style you need to excel yeah. on a track like that. He just got such good balance, and like that's he he leaves his feet on the pegs a lot, and he doesn't really. I think that was a big thing is like he can corner so well with both his feet on the pegs, and you notice him. You'll watch him ride, and like especially when the straightaways are rutted like that. For most riders who take their foot off and have to, to rail a corner, which is pretty much everybody, mm-hmm. um, then you got to like put your foot back on the peg, find your positioning, and, and get ready for the ruts, which never stopped. I mean, you were picking a rut literally three corners before a jump because you knew it, that's the line that was going to lead into the jump, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and the rut that you wanted going off the face. It was absolutely insane. So with him keeping his feet on his pegs, it's like, he can make those decisions whenever he wants and, and really balance the bike out. He's so good at it. Marvin uh, fell in the second moto. First moto, he got uh, third. Eli got second. F- second moto, Marvin falls, almost dies again by the mechanics area. You guys both saw that, I'm sure. Um, yeah. Um, and then he gets up right in front of Eli, and they rip through the pack, and uh, and Marvin makes it all the way to second. Um, that was a great ride. And, I, and you know what? If Tomac had been in front of Marvin – when he picked the bike up, I still think Marvin would have passed him. He was riding so good. And again, though, that's his style suits the track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did pull yeah. away down uh, down the stretch from Tomac. I mean, it was a race for a while. I, mm-hmm. Maybe the last what ten minutes or five yeah. minutes, he really pulled away. Yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. Marvin Muskin, everybody. And then what happened to the Nations team? Uh, Ferrandis got hurt. Did he tell those guys to pound sand, or did they not even ask him again? Yeah, well, it's just a tough one. Said, what do you? What? Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. What, what do you? What do you do? Do you put Marvin on a? I mean, obviously you're sticking Marvin on a 250 because you're not going to put Paul in or Fevar on a 250. No. Yeah. So at so, that point, that's what I'm saying. So, so I don't know. Would it? I mean, why didn't they ask him? Or maybe they did. I don't know. We got to ask Weed. He's the man to know on that. Well, I would have asked in the press conference, but that was red flagged also due to the rain. Yeah. Uh, so I never saw him. I mean, he put out on Facebook at least to try to be cool. Uh, he made it sound like, you know, that the, he's fine. He doesn't have any bad blood with anybody on the team. Uh, he isn't any sort of weirdo personal issue, which would lead me to think, oh, I guess that means they just didn't ask and he's okay with it. And when he wasn't picked for the team two years ago, he put those guys on blast constantly. So it does. I wouldn't think that he's holding back mm-hmm. if he if he felt like he was slighted. So maybe it was just a 250 thing. And this other the, the Ferrandis replacement. I will literally tell you, I've barely even heard of him. But he's actually, I think he's third in points right now. So it's not a yeah. Not, Benoit Pascal, yeah. Or whatever. 
Yeah. No, he's not all right, probably, but he's Marvin. Right. He's Marvin not as still. bad as it probably sounds, but I mean, Marvin Muskan obviously is yes. as good as anybody. Right. Uh, and was on no, the winning Patrick, team last year. Patrick been Patrick been good this year. He's got on the podium multiple times, and no, he's, he'll be a solid. Mm. He'll be a solid pick for him. Marvin's a lot better rider. Jimmy, come no, on. No, I'm not. Okay. I'm not. But what I'm saying is, they're not grabbing. It's not like right. grabbing a guy. You know, like Italy having to make a choice. Guy, on, guy Cooper. Grabbing you know, a guy, you know, or, or whatever, <laughs> you know. Um, hey, Benny Bloss, uh, look, there, there are injuries in the class. Tickle, Sealy, you know, Dungy, blah, blah, blah. There, there's injuries, there's no doubt. So, you know, Bloss is getting a bit of a bump. But, man, he ran second in the second motor for a while, passing Phil Nicoletti. And at one point I tweeted, yeah, Roxon, uh, Nicoletti, Bloss, who had that in their top three uh, right now. So... You know, it was pretty remarkable, but regardless of injuries, uh, Jimmy, this Bloss kid, man, he is, he's really on fire right now. Yeah, he rips. He's had a, he had a good, um, you know, break there for those two weeks. He was riding. He like picked it up another level, I felt, at the practice track, and he was, he's ripping. He had a bunch of confidence going in this weekend, and we were actually talking before the weekend came up, and, you know, he had, he had mentioned he's like man all it's really going to take is a big mistake or a mistake from Muskan or Tomac and I feel like I might be able to get on the podium so I think I can get on the podium and sure enough like I mean if it would have been a bigger mistake or say you know he would have got held up more or mm-hmm. something would have happened you know bigger than one of those guys he would have been so I think he knows that that Muskan and Tomac are they're definitely that next step, but I think in his his mind, which is also the truth now, that he is he can be that fourth place guy leading that next pack of riders, and he did he rode awesome and kind yeah. of shows what he's been doing during the week. You know, like all tall guys, whether it's Preston, uh, not so much Pastrana, but who else is tall? Wyndham, Pre- uh, Preston, uh, Bloss. I think he's taller than both those guys I just named, but they look. They look like they're barely doing anything on the bike. You know what I mean, Jimmy? They look uh, like they're not trying. They're they're not pushing. They're not. They're just kind of sitting on a bike, and they look a little goofy sitting on the bike, also. But you know, they're ripping. It's just I don't know about tall riders and me. I, I can't have a hard time trying to figure out like what's going on with them. It's when you're a taller rider like that, and I mean, I'm I'm six one, so I can kind of relate a little bit. You gotta use. You gotta make sure you're using less energy because it's just like since I'm watching the Olympics, I'll make an Olympic reference. You don't see any, um, you know, people in squatting say in the Olympics. You don't see any tall people because your legs, for him to get up and down off the seat, is that much tougher. He's got to go so much deeper. He's got to bend his legs so much further that it it causes more. It takes more energy to do that. So a lot of times, like you see Wyndham, Wyndham sat down a lot. Um, and I feel like Benny's almost opposite. He just doesn't sit down at all, really, unless he has to. And then when he does get go back to standing, has to find the jump or a bump to, to bump him off the seat and, and get him onto the pegs. And I think that's why you see the taller riders, they, they try to use less energy because it does take more energy for a taller rider to ride. Well, Weege, he's going to get fifth in the points here, I think. Bloss. Yeah, it's definitely within sight. Uh, yeah. was, I think it's like 34 points or something, which, yeah. I mean, he I, I, he, got, he got almost 
I think that's exactly what he got this weekend, or close. 32, uh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so it's definitely within sight. I mean, fifth in the points. I, yeah, I don't care that everybody's hurt. There are definitely some years where I I don't always say that. Like, I don't always run the, it doesn't matter, you're only racing who's out there. Sometimes there are dudes, I'm like, this guy's getting inflated results. But he is literally riding really well. Like, I don't want that to take anything away from him because I think it's really impressive. First of all, just look at how much better he's riding from the beginning of the year. Like, I bet you you could compare. He's not quite, yes, at the Muscan Tomac Roxon level right now. But, I mean, he wasn't even in the stratosphere with them at the beginning of the season. And this this week, for a few laps there, I was like, okay, they're catching him, but they're not making it up in chunks. You know? He's riding really, really well, and it's going to be a really tough to sit. This is really dangerous now because there's all these free agents. There's not a lot of rides to go around. And I don't know what you're supposed to do with him. No. Like, he, what do you do if you're a team? Like He's got a rod. He's got a rod. He said? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he has something. I, I don't think I can say because I was kind of told not to. I mean, it's so dangerous. Like, yeah. what do you do with that if you're a team? Like, we've got X known quantities out there, and then we have this guy who wait in this very small sample size of the last two months. Yeah. And he's a rookie, so there's potential huge upside. Like, man. I don't know. He's got he, 250, really good. 250 Supercross and 450 Outdoors. All right. So, ben, Benji Bloss. Good. Um, uh, Shorty was lamenting to me after the race. Can you believe this poor guy can't even get a ride next year? Still smiling. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. Shorty was there's nothing that can bum Shorty out right now. But he did feel bad. I yeah. feel like Shorty, like... He's near the end here. He's got four motos left in his pro racing career, but I think he's really happy about quitting. I think he's. I don't think he's oh, yeah. bummed at all. Like this is this is. No. One of, he's not. Re- he's he, he's he's fine. He's absolutely fine with quitting. <laughs> he told me he's pumped. He's bringing the family to Bud's Creek, and they're going to go to Washington D.C. to sightsee for a few days. And he's pumped because that means he won't be able to ride much at all now. He's basically got only a few days left where he ever has to even ride. He's so pumped he's that he re- won't have to ride for the next two He's really let this thing go. He, he really did. Yeah. It's funny how that works. Um, yeah. Hey, Fast Freddie Norn, Jimmy, did he get – okay, so he rode great. He went 6'6 six, six on the day. Was that all a factory, factory bike bump? Or do you think there's uh, more to it? Man, I – I think with Freddie, obviously that bike's better. It's a factory motorcycle. It's gonna be. It's gonna be better. He's gonna definitely. The support's gonna be there. But I think for him, like I notice him more than almost anybody. He gets a huge mental boost off of it. Mm-hmm. And whether or not that's that's all it is, or you know, if really the bike makes him that much more comfortable. Whatever it is, like. In my mind, I think it's it's mainly mental for him. He gets on that bike and, and he performs, which is good because that means under a pressure situation like that for him, you know, he, mm-hmm. it's good. He 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 hops in there and he he performs for him. Which what he gets six overall in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean that's that's awesome for Freddie. It's great for Honda too, because to, I know they've had a lot of struggles this year just with the with their riders and obviously staying healthy. I feel like that's been the story for Honda for. Right, a while now. So you know, for him to go out there and throw sixth on a ride where he was really kind of struggling, top ten all season. Yeah, he to, it, to be up in there in that group. Yeah, again, like riders are hurt, but Freddie, that's Freddie's best ride of the year. So, no, it's good for Freddie. Um, what else? Dean Wilson fifth in the second moto. That's good. Good job by Dino. Uh, that was the first time we'd seen him up there since his comeback. So. 
Uh, nice job. It's by just that. it. It kind of sucks for guys like Dean because you look at the list and you see Benny Bloss in front of him, and and I think people will sit there and they'll discredit a fifth because Benny's in fourth and and kind of be like, oh well, you know, well Bloss got fourth, but I think you just you can't take away from how good Benny is riding right now. Cause like you guys were saying, I think with everybody healthy, he's still riding at that high level that that, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe not be fourth, you know, probably wouldn't be fourth, but he would still be a definite, definite top 10 guy. Yeah. with Everybody healthy. Did you talk to Phil after the race, Weege? No, uh, there wasn't much talking going on. People were running for their lives. Yeah. yeah he, he dropped a bunch of spots in the, Late in the second moto, I don't know what happened. Uh, Alex said he was on uh, suicide watch. So, because <laughs> Phil, I feel like Phil, uh, riding wise, uh, you know, he gets starts and he he can kill it for a couple laps. He does that quite often. But this one, I feel like he was legitimately fast for a lot of the motos. Like second, the first moto, he crashed, and he started coming back through. Uh, I, I thought it was the best riding that I've seen from yeah. him. But unfortunately, yeah, he's, the results probably aren't going to indicate that. Same thing for Pike, by the way. Who, yeah, yeah, what Pike. happened? Did he crash at the end? Yeah, Pike crashed at the end somewhere, yeah. Oh, he yeah. would have gone like 5-5 five, five or something. Yep, yep. Yeah, he would have done really well. Late, late in that moto, he crashed. Uh, Bichelia came back, put in a good ride, 8-8 eight, eight for uh, Matt. He can't see. Oh, right. No, Matt didn't go 8-8. Eight, eight. Matt went 9-10. Uh, 9-10. Like yeah, 9-10. Yeah, uh, A-Rod switched bikes with uh, Tony Archer on the uh, Traders Cowie, and A-Rod gets 12th overall. Wow. Who knew? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Chisholm has a good day. Uh, I, what? What's that, Jimmy? Yeah. Uh, so if you're Tony Archer, you, I mean, I wonder how that conversation went. Like, <laughs> sorry, you got to go to the 250 class. <laughs> I don't know. You know, like here's the here's the bike. You know, you know, he wanted to stay in that 450 class. I mean, like you said, there's a lot of guys hurt, and just seeing from kind of 15th back in the 450 class is definitely a different group of guys that were at the first of the year. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. I don't know. Yeah, I wonder what happened yeah. there, whose choice it was or whatever, but I just, I'm impressed that A-Rod, like, held it together, you know? You just never know with him. Yeah, you don't. Um, What else? Uh, Shorty broke a clutch lever or something, right, in the first moto? Had a problem with the hydraulics on the clutch. Oh, he did? Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah, they had to bleed the line or had air in the line or something. Um, we actually had a shot of him looping it out because the clutch just very abruptly engaged, I guess, after he stalled or something. Yeah, I saw that. He oh. was still smiling, don't worry. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Hey, did you say you were over at Yoshizuki when the when the skies opened up? Yeah. Is there a chance that that's like God pouring one out for, for uh, Stu? Who, uh, what, what happened? What happened? I, honestly, I, I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't know. Do we, do we talk about Stu? I, I don't even know at this point, even a bother. I just went over there, I'm like, is he out again? They're like, yeah. I'm like, oh. Like, yeah. Shoulder injury? Yeah, supposedly re-aggravated, you know, what he did at uh, Hangtown, I think on Wednesday, and tried to look at it Thursday or ride Thursday, and it wasn't huh. going to work. But at this point, I don't I don't know. I mean, I'm going to say it right now. I think the dude needs to end it. That's it's probably bold. There's probably a lot of people thinking that, so maybe it doesn't seem so bold. But, mm-hmm. like, come on, man. What, where, what is what is the sign that this turns around? And who does he ride for also? Yeah, I but, think that's more the question. Yeah. 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 Motorcycle, motorcycle Superstore Suzuki. Boom. Boom. You, got, you, guys, you have seven gear I, already. I got, you already have I seven. got gear for him. You got gear. I got gear for him. 
Put them on there. Throw them under. Get them on a 250. Yep. Greg Albertson tuning. Tuning. Yep. Actually, dig up an old 125. Be perfect. Um, what else in 450s uh, caught your eye? Uh, Tom Tomac. Uh, um, he was okay. I was surprised that Marvin pulled away from him that second moto. Um, you know, but he rode all right, I guess. So. Yeah, he rode okay. It's the same right. thing that every other week with him and Roxon. It's really strange. So look out. The big number three is coming, apparently, on agree. schedule yeah. next weekend. Right. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah. He just, it seems like he's so, he's so temperamental on bike setup and everything that it, all it takes is that little bit of not feeling comfort and it's just, mm-hmm. it's just off for the rest of it, for the, for the whole day. So like you said, I mean, I, there's, it wouldn't surprise me one bit if he won, if he won Bud's Creek. So Barsha fell yeah. first lap of the second moto and first time, first lap he came around in 17th. And so he worked his way up to seventh. That's pretty good. Good ride by him. Probably not where he wants to be, but, um, Keith Harrison, I'd like to thank Keith Harrison for personally screwing my fantasy moto results. He was, uh, Doing really well in the first moto, and just pulled in the mechanics area. <laughs> Thanks, hmm. thanks, Heath Harrison. Uh, Austin Howells on the Blue hey. Buffalo team did pretty well, fifteen eighteen. That's real good. Yeah. What was would that put him overall? Uh, it's fifteenth overall. Oh, look at that! Especially man. jumping 15, from 18. a yeah, jumping from good. a Suzuki to a you know Yamaha in one week or two weeks or whatever. So, and that's a that's a big difference. That's what I said. That's why I brought that up. Yeah, absolutely. So good job by Austin Howe on the Blue Buffalo team. Um, Can we get the list of every rider who's ridden for Blue Buffalo this year? I A lot of dudes. Yeah. Probably, not possible. No, no, I don't think it's possible. Um, all right, everybody. This is the Motorcycle Superstore RaceRex Online Podcast. Uh, use the code PB-PULP16 to uh, save yourself money. Also, presented by Fox. Fox Racing. I forgot to do the read at the beginning. Foxhead.com. Visit local authorized Fox dealer. Uh, the 2017 gear out now. I thought the Kenny stuff looked really good on the weekend, and I like the Fox stuff, too. Or the, the, the PC stuff that was red and white and blue. So, like, really weird that Peyton would... would allow that but uh, he wasn't there i don't think so uh use the code to save money at motorcycle superstore and b- presented by fox listen to these commercials by race tech suspension use the code pulp 16 at race tech to save and then uh, also michelin starcross 5 brand new tire by those guys uh check take a listen and uh, we'll be right back here with uh, top jimmy albertson and jason wygant to discuss 250s thanks everybody for listening to the motorcycle superstore.com racer x podcast Thanks for listening, man. These things are going great, and I'm stoked with the responses from everybody, and uh, you guys have been doing a great job with the downloads. Don't forget the Fly Racing Moto 60 show on Thursdays, the Pulp MX show on Mondays, the NFAB Racer X Fantasy show sometime in the middle of the week, and the Motorcycle Superstore, they're a passionate team who speak moto. If I'm talking about going riding, bench racing from the latest company ride to the latest parts and gear. This is what drives them to be a place for you to check out all things motorcycles with the top brands and gear, accessories, tires, parts, and apparel. You want to save there. They got everything you need to get out and ride. Go to the website to check out their inventory of brands, uh, over 700 of them. Do you speak moto? If you do, go to MotorcycleSuperstore.com. Use the code PB-PULP16 to uh, 10% off participating brands. PB-PULP16 saves you money. All right, let's get to these commercials from Racetech and Michelin and MotorcycleSuperstore.com. Thanks for listening. See you after the break.
Racetech people, Racetech.com. These guys have been in business for over 30 years, supplying racers, riders, and tuners with factory-level suspension to everyday racer. There's a lot of top suspension guys in the pits that got their start with Racetech. Trust me on this. There's more than a few guys that have learned underneath Paul Feed and gone on to, uh, to great things. Paul Feed, the original suspension guru. I guarantee you, and eh, probably 82.7% of you people listening to this podcast need some sort of suspension work, whether it's uh, just a simple oil change with new bushings and seals, give your bike some love, whether it's the right spring rate for your weight and or speed, or maybe you just need some revalving on the machine to uh, help you uh, take first place in that Chicken Licks Raceway. Something something uh, on your bike needs attention for Racetech. I guarantee you. Freeze, Gilmore, some of the guys just using uh, Racetech, Privateer Proven. They work with uh, Ben LeMay also. They're back with Ben LeMay. And uh, they offer a full line of Racetech high-performance springs. These springs are called high-performance because they're extremely lightweight for their rates and feature the tightest tolerances in the industry. You want to save 10%? At uh, Racetech, go to PulpMX2015 when you order. You can save 10% at Racetech.com, and they're uh, proud sponsors of this podcast, and we thank you guys. All right, back to the show. Michelin tires are back, people. MichelinMotorcycle.com. Michelin Starcross 5, brand new, available in hard, medium, soft, and sand. Uh, their off-road tires are some of the best ones out there, and they've revamped this whole lineup. There's no one who knows these tires better than our own, Chris Kiefer. When they're calling it comfort casing technology, what are they talking about? Is this a fancy marketing term or what? No, it's actually the carcass of the tire itself, so how much it flexes or how you know sidewall stiffness that you have when you come into corners. And what's cool about this tire is even from the previous version, the MH3, it gives more. So when you hit square edge or you're coming out of a corner with some bumps, it has some give to it. It's more comfort, so it doesn't feel so rigid. A lot of that has to do with the, the CCT. So you're telling me the comfort casing at the end of the day, maybe it helps you a little bit to have some suspension in tires. Yeah, I'll say it's flexing a little bit, but also, too, when you come into corners, you don't want it to roll on you. So they've got that dialed in to where you come into a corner and you still have enough stiffness where it grabs and bites, but yet straight line, you have comfort. Hey, as a former factory mechanic, Kiefer, I know all about mounting tires, um, so no problem for me to mount anything. Right. Well, maybe not a moose. Uh, you found mounting these new Michelin's uh, pretty easy, actually. Yeah, I'm a great test rider, but my mechanic skills are novice at best, so mounting the tire wasn't too bad. They sent me a bunch of tires to mount before testing, and I was out there busting in the garage, and normally you got to put some tires in the sun, let them soften up a little bit, but this... Uh, the bead rolls on really nice. I didn't have to struggle. No curse words were, were sworn in the garage. So uh, it was a lot better for me, you know, putting these on. Four versions of this tire. They cover all the uses, Kiefer. Reduced weight, comfort casing technology, mounting, traction, handling. They do it all. Starcross 5, MichelinMotorcycle.com. Thank those guys. Check them out the local dealer people. These guys know tires and they know what they're doing. And we're back. MotorcycleSuperstore.com. Or Racer X podcast presented by Fox Racing. 250 wrap up from Unadilla. Uh, we covered the fire. We covered the red flags. We covered the storm. And we also did we cover the storm of Cooper Webb because, uh, yeah, he went 1 1. And um, actually, it was funny though. The, he, he passed Forkner and then the red flag came out. And I thought they were going to give it to Forkner because I thought it went from the lap before Weege. But I guess it doesn't. Yeah, I have no idea. I, I, <laughs> yeah, did they not? Wait. No, he didn't lead him one whole lap around? I'm looking right now. Hold I on. I don't think he did, because I thought he passed him at Screw You, and then the finish line's not too far from there. Right. Yeah, he's got him. 
they got them leading one lap. But they only have, they called the red flag after 10 guys crossed the line. So do you know what I mean? Like, uh, he so passed that's why them. they're supposed to have to revert all the way back a whole lap behind that? No, because then Forkner would have won. Right, but that's, what, that's why yeah. that would be, in theory, something yeah, yeah. that he would do. Yeah, th- in th- I, yes, in theory. So instead, after 10 guys c- crossed the finish line, they called it. And mm-hmm. Cooper Webb did cross the line first, and that was it. So, Yeah, we yeah. kind of got screwed on that whole deal with Kyle, though. Like, he passed Charbonnel for 10th and led him for, like, at least, I don't know, half a lap, three-quarters of a lap. And then the red flags were thrown, and, and he, they ended up bumping him back to 11. So it was like the opposite effect with yeah. Kyle than what happened up front, which I don't think. Go one way or another. Don't do both, you know? Yeah, well, only uh, 10 guys got scored on the 10th lap. And then I guess what happened? The red flag came out, and that's it. All scoring immediately stops or something? You know what I mean? Like, well, if all if, if ten guys got scored, then Kyle should have been no good Kyle, because he he was in tenth. No, he was in eleventh. Uh, oh, Davalos, Davalos was the last guy scored in tenth. But I don't know. It doesn't show Kyle. It just it says Davalos in tenth, and that's it. Well, what Charbonneau get? I'm sorry, not tenth, eighth, but ten guys crossed the line. Two of them were lappers. Uh, so yeah, so ten wild. guys scored, but two yeah. were lappers, right? That makes sense. So, I don't know. I, there was lots of confusion in the tower. I was up in the tower, like where Roy Jensen was, who pretty much runs things, right, Weege? Roy? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's why he's in the tower. I mean, even when the gate drops, is based on him communicating with live TV and everything. So, yeah, definitely a lot of control in that control tower. Yeah. So, uh, but there was confusion up there, too. But the rule says, like, the lap that they finished or whatever. It's not like the previous lap, which was, I believe, is Supercross rules. So. Oh, interesting. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, I have to admit I, I have never uh, studied up on it because I can seriously not think of. Uh, I can't think of a race that got red flagged that late in um, where this ever applied. I literally can't think of one like a race twenty five minutes in getting red flagged. Mm-hmm. Well, can you? I don't remember one. Wait the the Bud's Creek thing with Weimer and the Bud's and the Creek and, and the, the mud. And the mud. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, we had floating hay bales. That was almost thirty minutes in though, but still it was it was not. Yeah, it was not completed. I think they didn't get in only the last lap, but yeah, so you're right. It wasn't a red flag in the injury sense, but same situation. They cut a moto short. Yeah. And by the way, Weimer did pass Metcalf, I think. Same thing. Metcalf got passed, and then they called it. And it was like if they had called it right. you know, a, a lap, one lap earlier, right. Meddy would have won. And Forkner said, he's like, I wasn't going to win the moto. Like, I was pretty much done. I was tired, and he caught me. But if I knew I only had to hold him off for one more lap, I could have sent it for one more lap and held him off. Right. Uh, I mean, it's not like well, you know a red flag's coming, but then, he, for he people, had thought about it. For people who don't know, the, won. the first moto, the very first start, Forkner was leading when the red flag yeah. came out. Yeah. Uh, where were you, Jimmy? Did you have a? Were you better the first one or the second one? Yeah, I had a pretty bad start in the first one, but by the time the the flags or by the time they threw the red flag, I already worked my way up to close to around fifteenth again. So okay, I was actually riding really good off that, and then but dude, I came in after that restart, and I was like. I'm like the worst sweating guy. Yeah, you are in, on the in the pit. Like it's it's ridiculous. So I'm come. I call it track. My gloves are soaked. My jersey's soaked. My helmet's just completely soaked. My god, I'm just like I I don't I don't know. Do I go back to the pit and do I put a new jersey on? Like I luckily had spare gloves and the my mechanic had spare gloves and spare goggles, so it wasn't a big deal. 
on that, but like I was just drenched with sweat and I'm thinking like, golly, this is terrible, you know. And obviously nobody else on the line was quite as bad as I was, but it's just really hard to reset after that. And on top of that, the mechanics having to go get fuel yeah. to make the rest of the moto and all that stuff. And yeah, it was a bit of a hustle because they cleared that guy off pretty quick after um after the red flag. So we actually took off, you know, pretty pretty immediately all after right. we came back in. Uh Jimmy, at some point in the first moto, Aaron Plessinger you would have saw a vapor trail, or you, uh-huh. you might have felt his wind, because he was behind you in the first moto. Did you? Yeah. That guy was on fire. Do you remember him passing you and being like, oh, I'm Oh, gonna- I, I remember him passing me because he almost looped it out right in front of me. <laughs> he, um, you know the, the jump that Cooper Webb crashed on the year before in the second moto that, like, no. double that everyone was, yeah, well, you do sky shot. And then you do that little switch back, and there's the two singles before you head up the hill. Yeah. And yeah, right there, some right, people yeah. can double. Yeah, some people will double it, but pretty much everyone in 250F class was singling on Well, he went for the double, cased it, and he told me, he's like, I thought I was going to endo, so I pulled back. Well, he like, I can't believe he didn't go over backwards. <laughs> and he, he, held, he held it together. So actually, I saw, I, 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 I was able to hang with him for like, three corners because he was trying to regroup himself after almost <laughs> looping it out. Yeah. But then instantly once he got himself back together, yeah, it was like, see you later. He was in well, a different he's in a different area code by the next lap. That's the Plessinger that we've kind of been waiting for and he's shown it here and there. He goes so much faster than the guys around him, you think he's cutting the track. Um he's that's he, just the same story as the Rocks and deal being good in ruts. He's got killer balance. It's a you know, a little bit of that off-road background. Look at Indiana last year when the track was yeah. really like that. His style. He, there was another race this year he was like that. Maybe High Point? Where yeah, he was High Point. just on fire. And, I mean, I guess that's a little ruddy. High but. Point was probably the second roughest track this year compared well, to that. Plessinger was amazing. I don't I don't know. Yeah, he was just amazing. He uh, was, uh, I think, six seconds faster than almost everybody, and I think five seconds faster than Cooper uh, for a couple laps. Yeah. Uh, I think he caught wow. Savachi from eight seconds behind. I think he caught him in two laps. It yeah, was, and and he actually got by Savachi, and Aaron got him, and Savachi got him back. Yeah, he was in the wrong place at the wrong time with some lappers. But yeah. I do think Savachi was like, oh, I'm all alone in second, and then all of a sudden it was like, where the hell did this guy come from? And then wicked it up for one lap uh, and was able to hold him off. But uh, Plessinger said after the race yeah. that he's had uh, arm pump problems all year, and he was so stoked that he didn't get arm pump in the second moto, and he thinks this is a huge breakthrough. Well, something's got to happen, yeah. That was, that, was, that was amazing. Um, yeah. And Forkner, yeah, Forkner again, awesome, you know. So, um, yeah, this kid, man, he's a real deal. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what else? Uh, uh, Tonus, what's up with Tonus? He dropped in the first moto uh, bad and then just pulled off and didn't start the second moto. Yeah, I saw him at the airport. Uh, but uh-huh. the other, one other thing with all the other stuff going on, you know, Dilla, uh I mean, that was that was humid. It was one of the more humid days. Yeah, it was. There's been epic hot days for sure at Nationals, but this was exceptionally muggy. Um, yeah, yeah, he, he was zapped. All three, there was three out of the four Pro Circuit guys pulled off. Didn't, yeah. were, didn't, weren't able to finish the second moto because of 
uh, you know, heat problem, overheating problems, being wore out, depleted. I know it's crazy. So, Adam, Adam said he started yeah. getting lightheaded and all faint and everything. And and Joey, I mean, Joey's in the shape as good a shape as anybody. He just doesn't quit. Do you know what I mean? And that's exactly what he did. I think. And I don't think there was bike problems, was there? No, it was crazy. In, the, in that second moto, at one point in time, I was in a, I was in a battle with both of them at the same time. <laughs> And, All right, uh, and yeah, I know. And, and Cincerillo, he tipped over, and then I don't. I think he just after that packed it in, and then Savachi right in front of me just like. All of a sudden, he just pulled off into the mechanics area. Jimmy, I don't want to be the bearer of bad news here, but do you think like Joey and Adam are like, oh my God, Albertson, I- I'm done. Yeah, I can't. We know he's a physical beast. <laughs> no, I don't mean. We know that. No, I don't mean. We know that, that dad bod that he's got on. No, I don't mean that. I mean more like, oh my oh, god, like, I... like this is terrible. <laughs> like, I might as well pull off. Right. Like holy we, we shit, know what, Albertson. Yeah, we know. Albertson we know, just went we, around we, me. We, well, they're probably thinking like, oh, I can't be in points. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a dick. I'm sorry, buddy. Uh, I'm like, sorry. They're like, wait, Albertson was in fifteen. Yeah, I could actually scored. I could actually scored some. Right, points. they're like, what? It's the Albertson uh, factor. If Jimmy gets you, yeah. it's time to pull it in. Um, yeah. No, hey, and the packet. Hey, I, that's what happened to Tim Ferry. He'll he'll let you know. Oh, really? Last moto, Tim. Yeah, last moto, Tim Ferry ever raced in his career. He got seventh place at Steel City behind Jimmy out behind Jimmy yeah. Albertson in sixth. Um, you put so, him into retirement. Yeah, I put him into retirement. Um, it happened. I was wondering too. Tony's got an IV between motos. That's why he told. I saw him at the airport. Oh, okay. He said he was so drained. He's like, I'm done. Just give me an IV. That's why he couldn't come out. Yeah. Uh, and Alex had problems. Some kind of problem too, right? A stomach problem or something. Yeah, he said he wasn't feeling good all day. But um, Amart, Amart was like yeah. fourth in the first start, and then went down in the second one before gravity cavity and was dead dead last. So he didn't benefit from it, just like Forkner. No, he caught. did because apparently oh. he had a flat front he tire. Yeah, flat. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> really. Yeah, and they changed it, which uh, that's how motocross works, just add whatever. I mean, in other sports where there's red flags all the time, like there's a very strict enforcement of you're not fixing your car or your bike because you had a red flag. Like, you don't get a free pit stop. But what are you going to do? No, I think, so you, he, yeah, if, if the tire cart is down there, you can do anything. You can't leave the starting area, but you can do anything that you need to behind yeah, yeah, the gate. No, yeah, no, it's legal. Well, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm just saying, like right. in other sports, that would be such a monumental advantage mm-hmm. that they would not let you do that. But here, at motocross is like, well, how often does a red flag even happen? You right. have to change the tire if you need. Yeah, to. I went to dinner with Al. Well, you think you would have yeah, brought that flat tire do? up? I, just, I don't know. What are they gonna do? Not let us fuel up either? Like, eh, you guys can't put gas in your bike. Sorry, you'll yeah. be running out. Yeah. Whoever's <laughs> good, bike can make it. Good luck. This is yeah, going yeah. This right. race. yeah. Um, or with him, they'd be like, nope, leave that flat front tire on and go to the gate, ride it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> things are so awesome between the Star Team and the Martin brothers, right? So yeah. Like I don't know. It was. Uh, I'm wondering too. Like, did Pro Circuit do something to to their motors over the break? All three starts. Uh, Savachi, uh, Tonis. Well, okay, all three starts. It was uh, Savachi and Adam up there. All three starts, and Tonis was up there in the other start. And, and Forkner whole shot. And Forkner was yeah, and Forkner too. It was crazy. Like they you really. Know, have you uh, not? Have you not been watching all year? No, but I, I have been. Adams pulled some whole shots before and stuff, but yeah, this been, one was—they've been ripping. Mm, their engines have been good this year. I don't know. I don't remember being this good. All the all the guys pulled it, you know. But um, 
It was yeah, but it was a tough day because again, like Savachi's in killer shape. He pulls in like that, and that's that's saying something. How hot it was and how rough it was. So yeah, um, I think that's one of the things. If you're not flowing on that track, and you're not you don't have you're trying to push outside of your comfort zone, which to be up front you do. I mean, unless you're in Plessinger and just yeah. loving life out there and all right. the deep ruts and just crushing it. But um, I think if you're trying to, if you don't have that feeling and you don't have that flow on the bike and you're trying that much harder and you're fighting everything, it's mm-hmm. just gonna. There's no way you can stay out there and ride hard for 30 plus two. Osborne had two mechanicals. I think that makes five or six in the nationals for. So ouch, not good for Wacko Zacko. Um, no. What else? Jordan Smith was there. Got a, a seventh in the second moto. You talked to him. The team was a lot better. Yeah, yeah. RJ, season best for RJ, fifth overall. Yep. And Tristan Charbonneau. Yeah, ninth for him. That's a good job by him. And Reslin, uh, your teammate, Jimmy, Kyle, 12th overall. Reslin, 13th. Both good rides for those guys. Mm-hmm. No, Kyle rode good. Kyle, um, first moto, Kyle came from way back and then uh, ended up getting 14th. And the second moto, yeah, I, I, he he wasn't tired which was the crappy part about that moto mm-hmm. being cut short because he had Oldenburg in his sights too. I feel like he could have oh. I feel like he could have made it to made it to ninth in that Olden Oldenburg Weege. Big oh. rivalry. You are you were gonna go there, aren't you? Ah, Oldenburg. <laughs> go away. There's nowhere to go. Are, are you uh, are you gonna sign Cunningham again? Do you know, Jimmy? Yeah, I mean, that's the that's the plan right now. Okay. So. Um, just kind of work, working on things right now with, with everybody, but Kyle's been awesome for us this year, and um, he's worked really hard at making himself better and, and just improving, and it, it shows. So hopefully uh, get him set up on a good program and get our bike better for next season and, man, really uh, really go out there and see if he can put in a good result in Supercross and Outdoors. Um, the Taft made his debut from Loretta's. And he, uh, he crashed in the first moto. Second moto, he was up to like six. I think he crashed a couple more times. But uh, not a bad showing. 12th place in the second moto. First ever national. Bradley Taft. So Yeah, he hung with those guys for a while. A bit, like He was yeah. not far behind Hampshire and everybody. You can yeah. still see him like halfway through. It was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, uh, what else? Uh, we got to talk about Webb. I mean, what's funny is we barely, I mean, you mentioned that Webb crushed everybody. Yeah. Um, it's amazing in these motos where, I mean, Forkner said he was done and these other guys are pulling off. And I mean, he's just like a robot. Like, he just waits. He just rides his deal first half of the race, gets in a second or third, and then he just makes it happen. So it's a totally different, like, even though he's dominating in the same, you know, results way that Roxon is, it's just a totally different way of doing it um, where Roxon just kills you on the first lap. It's like Webb just, yeah, I'm just going to run my deal. I'm not going to use up energy. I'll be good. Right. It's it's a it's a like an old school like throwback way of riding. You don't see many guys wait. Um but I feel like that's what he does. And man, he's fresher at the end of the races than anyone I think cuz he's not going balls out at the beginning. He's just kind of picking his spots. It's impressive. Like I think last time we tired at all. Last time we did nah, yeah. he's he's a machine. Last time we did this or I was on this show, I it was right after like I want to say it was right after Redbud, and the he just got the red plate, and the 
the conversation was, does, oh, does he right. lose it? And I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh yeah, you know, I think that some guys are gonna be, you know, battling for that thing, and it'll swap maybe again. And yeah, no. What, and what did I, I was, what did I, I say? I was completely wrong. You, well, you were right. Right. I was saying that right, right away, and I got some flack from it. But JT was one of the guys saying, that, "No, no, no, no," and I'm like, "Yeah, I think it's over." But, anyways, whatever. I've been wrong pl- about plenty of things too. So, um, what else? He's got uh, an 81 point lead, so that's it. Like these yeah. titles are getting wrapped up. Yeah, they're they're they they're, they better bring the number one plate for the awkward yeah. exchange on the podium, like ASAP. So. Awkward part. What is it, Dick? Uh, I just feel like whether it's whether it's Kevin Crowler or or, or, or Whitelock or or the announce. I just feel, I don't feel like it works smoothly. I don't. I never feel like it works smoothly. You know. How about how about what they should have is they should make a rule where the the previous champion before has to give them the plate off the oh, bike. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you think that would be even more awkward? You think Dunge is going to show up? Hey, Dunge, come on out. We we need you for one thing. Yeah. One thing only. We need you to present the plate to Ken Rocks. I should and be Jeremy. You got to fly. Jeremy, you need to fly to Indiana. You got to present your plate to, to Bobby Ray and, and Cooper Webb. Um, there should be a belt like wrestling. I think it should be a big, big ass gold belt. Oh, man, that'd be bitching. Kind of like it? what Rocky had in Rocky Three. Could you imagine wearing the belt to the line if you were the champion the year before every oh. single time? Yeah, and you hand it. You got to oh. hand it to your mechanic, like you know, ceremonial belt handing. Handing over. Oh, a parade lap. Parade lap wearing the belt. Yeah. See? That's epic. Good. Man, you're on to something. We, we should be fully in support of that, Weech, right? Oh, yeah, as long as it involves someone getting hit over the head with it. Like, that's really. <laughs> yeah. Because maybe sure. that, would be, if that, would be, that would be how Jeremy Martin would handle it. Oh, yeah, I'll come to Indiana. I'll be glad to. Yeah. And then he holds Cooper's hand up together in the air. Oh. Yeah. You know, congratulations, and then nope. second Cooper turns his back. He just nails him with a with a with the belt yeah. and a, and then a chair yeah. and an owl, big owl comes yeah, in. Yeah, there's a yeah. No tables or chairs next to the podium. It yeah. would just be no. too much chaos. Big then owl. He rips off the star shirt, and there's a Geico Honda shirt underneath, <laughs> and I'll be there. No, he he's switched teams. No, it's <laughs> oh my God. He switched teams. Big Al, Big Al puts on a TLD KTM yeah. jersey. Oh, he oh, my God, the Martin brothers. They're running, <laughs> they've gone rogue. They've gone rogue. <laughs> They're uh. fighting each other now. Oh, no. <laughs> Great. Oh. I was funny, though. I was talking to Alex Martin. On, on, I went to dinner with him, and we were, uh, and we were talking about the, the, the bikes, and this is so a rider. This is so 100% a rider. I'm like, those Yamaha's are pretty good, man. And Alex was like, ah, yeah, uh, you know, KTM's are good too. <laughs> no, they're not that good. I'm like, I don't know, bro. They look pretty, fa- pretty freaking fast to me. Ah, they're good. Yeah, they're, they're all right. <laughs> I'm like, stop it, Al. They're great. They're great bikes. <laughs> I think statistically, five riders or, or four riders, you know, Harrison gets in there sometimes. It might be the most dominating season ever. I know Mitch just three or four years ago, Pro Circuit. I think went one, two, three in the points. But we did some stats. I think there's only one podium this year that hasn't had at least two, if not three, star bikes. Really, huh? Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, dude, it's ridiculous. They've had yeah. a rider on the podium in every moto, most of the time two and sometimes three. It, it's ridiculous. Another classic rider yeah. another classic rider moment. After practice, I was in the underneath the PC tent. Adam comes in and is like swearing and yelling about something Webb did in practice and cut him off and he's gonna get him and i don't know what he's thinking out there and all that and i'm like oh jeez, okay all right you know like whatever 
And then uh, after the race, I asked Webb about it. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't think we even touched. I don't, I don't even know. I don't remember. It's like, okay, all right. <laughs> classic. <laughs> classic riders. Classic rider speak, right? Like, oh, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Well, I, like, completely crossed over on uh, on Alex Martin in practice, and, like, our our ruts, like, crossed over each mm-hmm. other, and I'm on I'm on an Albertson heater, and he's on a Martin heater, which is kind of different. And um, he just, like, completely hits the back of my bike. And I'm, I was for sure at this point he he'd, he went down or whatever. And then um, I'm like, ah, oh, man, I probably blew his lap, but, oh, well, like, put a decent lap in myself and then he's getting interviewed by george and i'm like all right i didn't completely screw his day oh That's yeah awesome. yeah, right he was still fastest right <laughs> yeah so yeah, um that's typical top privateer was marshall welton in 250s and top privateer in 450s was uh i don't really consider how i don't consider how the privateer because he's got a ride uh hayden melross top privateer he was out of his van so first national form Where's he been? Uh, he's been injured since he got impaled on that gate. Oh, really? Yeah, really. <laughs> I mean, that was WWF as well. For sure. <laughs> that was. That was WWF. That was. Yeah, stomach was, first. He, Onto the steel railing, come on! He came off the top post for that one. <laughs> he did. Someone, oh. oh, look, he raced nationals last year, Mel Ross did. Huh. I tweeted that it was his first a- first AMA national. Uh, oh, good job. Oh, really? Nice wow. Work, nice well, good work. thing you guessed that Cooper thing, right? Uh, I don't remember him racing last year. In the, he didn't get many points. Let me see here. He got, uh, mm. he got, uh, where's Mel Ross? 40, oh, 49 points. That's good. Oh, yeah. Huh, huh. Oh, yeah, he's on a Honda. He's on a Tai Lube Honda. Interesting. Why didn't I think of that? Dummy. Anyways, he's on 450s now, so. Um, <laughs> all right, word of the day. What mm. we, what do we think of anything? Okay. Motorcycle Superstar yeah, Racer X podcast. What is it? Scissor tailed flycatcher. Huh? Scissor tailed flycatcher. It's the Oklahoma State bird. Oh. <laughs> Can you do it? Can you feel it? I, I'm still not even sure what you said to give you an idea of how. Yeah, I, I don't it's, either. It's like okay, scissored. Like like you have a pair of scissors. You're cutting paper. Oh, scissored wow. tail, tail like a tail on the end of a dog, fly catcher. So I could you actually can see how up. that would logically describe a bird. It has a tail, a tail that's somewhat like a scissor. Yeah, I, I could see. Yeah, that. Uh, I, I don't know how I'm gonna get he's it in. Cu- maybe, maybe he's cutting through the pack like a scissor tail fly catcher. Oh, Aaron Plessinger, bring it. Yes, scissor tail fly catcher. And it's bonus points if you uh, if you use the term while the camera might be on me. <laughs> All right, well you're gonna have to be the one coming to the pack. So, yeah. so now so now you're gonna have to really get in trouble by NBC when they're filming me. <laughs> you're like, put it on Albertson. Put it on. You Albertson. better you better put in the Albertson heater. You need to have Plessinger style times. Okay. There you go. Okay, I got you. Five seconds a lap faster right now. Yeah, I'll find a good place to cut. I'll need to know where the transponders are buried. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, that's top Jimmy strategy for the weekend. That's his big plan. So if you if you can get me that information, I can make it happen. Yeah, that's more bonus points for you than for me. That'd so, be big. So you're all right with that, Weege? You're good. Yeah, let's do it. All right. 
Buds Creek this weekend coming up. So the second last race of the year. Oh, what about the Motocross the Nations team? How do we feel about that? It was officially named Amart, uh, Cooper Webb, and Jason Anderson. And uh, the, the streak's going to continue five straight years of losses. I'll just wow. go on the record as saying that right now. Wow. Um, no, I was, honestly, no, look, they're, they're nowhere near the favorites. They did what they did. No Dungy, no Tomac. You know, Roxon's still German. Not much you can do. Hey, it. Is this is this a worse team than than 09 in Italy? Uh, Dungy, Weimer, Tedesco? Tedesco on a Suzuki 450. Yeah. I don't know. Probably good. That's probably a really good point. Um, I guess, again, in talking to uh, Amart, Savachi had a chance. Well, no, he was on a Honda. He was on yeah. a Tedesco, Tedesco had a good year that year. year. Yeah, he did. Tedesco won yeah, Colorado. He, he, did. he was pretty solid all year. Yeah. Um, he won a moto other than Colorado, too. It's, I don't want to put... I want to say one Bud's Creek or something like... No, that was yeah. Millsap's one Bud's Creek. I don't want to put words in Amart's mouth, but it seemed to me that Cooper basically said, yeah, Amart instead of Savachi to Roger. So, really? yeah, yeah, a little bit of rivalry, obviously, between those guys. And oh. sounds like it was, you know, because really you could make a case for either guy, right? Like either guy, to me, is, don't you feel like that? Either guy could be. Yeah, they've been similar. They battled a lot this year. Right. Not like one guy's head and shoulders. Yeah, and I guess it was maybe left up to Cooper, and he said, yeah, I take Alex. So. I think they just didn't want the, they didn't want the bad blood underneath the tent. Between yeah, no, I, I think so. Savace. I don't blame him. No, exactly because Amart's you know, you, Amart's just as good. Like it's not not a big deal. Um, yeah, but uh, I mean, sending Anderson, uh, the guy hasn't raced. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, you know, like yeah. So I was gonna say Benny Bloss, send Benny Bloss over there. Do it. The intimidation factor alone, just so everybody can. Oh, this guy's exactly. huge. It's gonna be. What are we gonna do? It's gonna be interesting for sure. Those guys. I mean, they'll they'll they'll, they'll give her their all, and I'm sure they'll do well, but. You know, it's what are you going to do when uh, Tomac, Tomac drops do you, out? Do you grab somebody out of the four? If you had your pick of guys that were willing to go, who do you pick? Steve? No, I pick Anderson. Uh, well, maybe I think of Barsha, but Weed, you said Barsha said he was never asked? Yeah, Barsha said he's never asked. Wow, I'm surprised at wow. that. I really am. Um, yeah. yeah he, he rides good uh, overseas. I mean, so Anderson's, Anderson's probably the next pick. I mean, he really is. So, you know, what are you going to do? What about – how do you feel about Tomac bowing out, though, Weege? Oh, yeah, I don't have a – okay, okay. I was going to say I don't have an issue with it. I, I better not say it that way. I, he's entitled to do whatever he wants. I'm not going to badmouth him at all. I think it's totally fine. I understand the situation that he's in and all these guys are in. I totally get it. I don't want to say I have no problem with it because then you're branded as someone who does not care about – the United States or the Motocross of Nations, surely I would rather have him be on the team. I would love for the team to be Webb, Dungey, and Tomac. Who wouldn't? I was wishing someday you'd have a Pastrana, Stewart, Carmichael team back in the day. Like, you always want to have the best dude. I'm not pumped that he's out, but I totally, totally understand uh, what these guys are up against. Um, it's a really difficult situation that these riders are in for this event. It just so doesn't match. Um, I mean, really, what, how many GP rounds are there? What are there, 18? 17, I think, yeah. So eight, seven, right. 18, yeah. It's essentially, I mean, the way it's set up, it's just like an 18th Grand Prix round. And what I mean by that is it fits their schedule. It's not a hardship for them to go ride out of the same truck, on the same bike, 
on the same continent one extra time. I mean, it's just set up that way. So a lot of the the race is bad because of this or that. I mean, it's just because it doesn't happen to fit one team, really. It's just very difficult for the United States team. And then, unfortunately, the United States team really can't lose. If they lose, it looks horrible. Um, so it's just a really tough situation all around. Um, I talked to Roger DeCosta for like an hour after the rain subsided about all of this. And I was like, do you have sympathy for the guys not wanting to ride? I'm like, didn't you used to come and race Unadilla in like October in the Trans AMA series? And he said he'd just live in the United States for three months and then go to Australia for two months, and then the next season would begin. He said he once raced 52 races in one year when he's at his peak, not up and coming, looking for purse money. But even with all that, he's like, but the stuff these guys are doing during the week and the pressure that's on them, it's not even close to what any of the old school guys are dealing with. So he really doesn't have any... If an old school guy like DeCosta does gets it, I just don't think he can really argue. Like, he's not even... I give him every chance, basically, to say right. Tomac sucks for doing this, and he couldn't even do it. I don't come down on Tomac. I, I get it. No. I get it. I mean... I think, I think if anything, you know, the, the, the talk needs to be is, like, Dungy's got to be over there the next weekend anyways for... For Germany, the S S M X right. or whatever it's called, right? Like he's riding. You know, Dungy's gonna be Dungy's gonna be good. When's Dungy not good? Yeah, so, I'm, I'm surprised at little heat, how little heat he is taking. To be honest. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I feel like if he's gonna race that race the next weekend, already being over there and have all these weeks to prepare, the argument needs to be pretty equal and. Like, all right, well, who's who's it worse on, Tomac going over or him going over? Because we know Tomac's been very up and down struggling with everything this year and, and not meeting expectation and obviously frustrated he's not winning. And I don't know. I just Is Roxen racing for Germany? No. No. Switching no. teams, so. Um, Does he get any heat ever? Like, does he get heat? For, is there somewhere? Is there? Is there? There must be a German vitalmx.gr. Yeah. <laughs> Are they going nuts? I guess him? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think anybody cares as much as America. But um, yeah, I just think I, I can't believe these energy drink guys are just making these guys do this stuff. Nobody gives a shit about these USGPs. You know, nobody cares. There's not, no no fans are going to be there. It's a great American vacation for the GP riders. If anything, GP riders are just pissed. Americans are in their way and stealing points and getting in positions and all that. And energy drinks somehow think this is important. They think it's important. I don't know. Let's send them to a field in Charlotte and, and you know. So, and then we got the SMX Cup, which, the, which is big uh, manufacturer pressure to ride. And the Monster Energy Cup is big Feld, Feld, Feld Motorsports pressure. And the Red Bull rhythm is Red Bull pressure. I just, it's ridiculous. I think you hit the nail on the head. That's the problem. Every one of these events is just, it's each entity saying, hey, we're only asking for one thing. Yeah, yeah. But there's eight of them. And then the riders also, by the way, are going to go and make their hundred grand or whatever they're going to get if they total up a bunch of these international races, you know, doing Lille. And I'm sure Cooper Webb's getting paid a ton to go to Australia. So you can't fault them for that. So it's like the riders are like, well, I want my one, my one race to make some money, some bonus cash. Well, you want your one manufacturer race. This energy drink wants this. And then there's donations, which you just have to do out of pride of the country. So there, there's the one request there. It's just difficult, man. I mean, I, I don't know. The I honestly, I feel like Cooper Webb's a racer, and he loves racing and doing that stuff, to be honest with you. I think he would rather go travel, race, 
than than stay at home and and get the racing experience and get that going. Yeah, no, instead I, of staying home and being on the schedule. I agree, and he's different, and that's good. He should be applauded for that. But I don't think it makes the other guys worse because they don't feel like it. I get why the other no, guys I don't feel too. like it. Yeah, I I, I understand Tomac twenty nine races in thirty three weeks or whatever, and and he doesn't want to do any more. You know, so but you got to commend a guy that loves. Race yeah, yeah, no, I think I really so. Yeah, feel yeah. like he does. Right, I agree. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, so there we go. Could go USA, Amart, Amart. Like, good God, Jimmy, do you think you wrote for Puerto Rico? How how do you think that country's going to take it? <laughs> I know it's going to be tough, huh? You think they're going to have like burnished jerseys know. in the street and stuff? You think they're going to have like riots? Probably, yeah. Basically, were you his teammate? Were you on the same year? No, I wasn't on the oh. same year. I was in 11. Uh, Tommy Week was my teammate, and then Louis Guana, Guana, um was my Was that, my the, guy, teammate. Was that yeah. the guy getting autographs from the other riders? Yeah. I actually saw I saw Louis at, um, at Muddy Creek this year. He came over to the pit and hung out with him for a while. I mean, he's the nicest guy ever. He's just a, a good dude. And, shoot, I don't blame him. Like, you're down there. Um, you know, in Puerto Rico, looks up to all these people. Like, hell yeah, go get an autograph. You yeah, no, I, I just think it's <laughs> like a, whatever. It's hilarious. I'd, I'd be the same same way it is. But you know, like I said, he had an awesome time. So that's all that matters. Um. All right, uh, Jimmy Albertson, Motorcycle Superstore Suzuki team. Go to MotorcycleSuperstore.com. Use the pulp code. Save money. And uh, Fox Racing, Foxhead.com. Uh, Jason Wygant. Top Jimmy. Thanks, boys. Uh, thanks for the Unadilla review, and we will uh, we'll reconvene next week for some more Bud's Creek, and maybe maybe I'll bring up the 2003 first moto 450 ride again. Would not be surprised. <laughs> Weege, so. Yeah. Uh, all right, guys. Yeah. Thanks. All right. Later. See ya. All right. Later. Thanks for listening to the Steve Mathis Show presented by Fox Racing. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Sorbic is that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunas. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And McGill was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right. And, right. and he's got the thing. He's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, it, if it hadn't have been there. The Hurricane, Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike I think he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Holland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home, and once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just 
thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The Daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse, you know, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Pro Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled pick and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. Been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it, you just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. Hey, hey,